Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with Tifa Snow. And Tifa, um, you read a lot and watch things and I can't quite keep up with you, but I came across something else. New research offers insight into basic biology of frontotemporal dementia caused by particular genetic mutation. That's pretty specific. But uh, brain areas, as a care partner, do I have to be conversant? Like, do I have to be able to talk to the doctor and say, you know, oh, the blah, blah, you know, or or what sort of basic knowledge do I need and why do I need it? Okay. So, Greg, I'm going to switch gears on you just a second. That never happens. I know. I know. Well, you know, what can I tell you? So I was driving my car and I heard something and it was in the front end. Um... And so I took it into the shop. And they say it's going to be $4,000 to fix something. I don't even know exactly what it is, but they said that should do it. Well, okay. Yeah, I guess you better do it. <laughs> okay. So if you don't know what's under the hood and you don't know how car works and you don't know what the possibilities are, are you vulnerable? Oh, yeah. Are you assuming the mechanic is an honest mechanic who's a very skillful mechanic who's been well-trained in how to manage, diagnose, treat things under the hood. Recent car experience, Tifa tells me, no. Mm. What if I said, and now you've got an electric car? Oh, hadn't <laughs> even thought of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what happens is if I have a condition known as late dementia, or if I have one of the frontal temporals, um, and I have a, a provider who may not even be, I mean, he took classes like 20 years ago when he was a medical student and a resident. He he didn't do a residency in geriatrics. He did a residency in, you know, in another practice. And he ended up, he's a family practice guy or he's an internal medicine guy. He's a geriatrician, but he's actually never taken a course specifically about dementia. So... And if I'm treating one part of the car and I should be treating the other part of the car, I could have problems? Well, okay. So if you, if what's happening is an FTD, a frontal temporal dimension, the front of your brain, the thinking part of your brain, or the temporal lobes, the auditory processing, processing part of your brain, um, if that's where the deficit is, the change is, then it's, and if we think it's genetically linked, and if we think it's primarily tau pathologies. Okay, so I just threw out a whole bunch of stuff. Yep. Yes, it's the gazinta onto your gazanta on the drive shaft that goes into the, you know, whatchamacallit, and then the up to the steering shaft, and, you know. Okay, and so I say to you as a, as a provider, you know, so we're going to try sort of some of the acetylcholinesterase inhibitor we're going to try that we'll try an amend we'll try a um, glutamate moderator i'm using the generic names uh of of these things and, and we'll see how that goes do you think it'll help tipa well i mean it's the only thing we really have to offer now i will tell you that people with ftd often become very 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 um violent and and they do incredibly impulsive things now if that's what I say to you, 
and you don't have any awareness or knowledge different than that. There were three massive errors I just made. And if you don't know that as a partner and an advocate, we move forward. And who's the person who, who are the people who are going to really be paying the price of this error in my thinking? Well, the person receiving the care, the person giving the care, and then mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. <laughs> it Well, what's expands. it going to do for me? Not much of anything. Well, except I'll get a call and I'll say, well, then fine. I mean, stop the meds if you don't want to. I mean, it's up to you, but that's pretty much all we can do. Now, I can put them on a behavioral med. So. And what will happen? Okay, let me just let me just run it forward. If you don't have okay. advocacy and knowledge, what happens now? You do the behavioral med. Mm. And it's it's not enough. So we add more. Now, unfortunately, those behavioral meds may very well impact your frontal and your temporal lobe. So what happened to your abilities? So this is getting really complicated because what happened was I took mom to the doctor and the doctor said, you've got dementia and basically said, go home. Now, how do I even begin to come up with some sort of a plan for dealing with mom do i need to become a, a brain surgeon to learn all of these areas what what skills do i really need does it matter that i know that it's over here or over there or back there or... i would say you need a basic appreciation for what you're where in your brain you manage what and if somebody says to you i think she might have a frontal temporal dementia you should have a way of checking out well frontal lobe temporal lobe what do those things do so i have a sense of what ability changes so i can say to you well that seems consistent or wait I, that's i mean hang on because what i'm seeing is she's she's talking about seeing people who aren't here but if i don't realize that what you just told me is not consistent with my symptoms that I know about, then I can't be a good advocate. So I do think, you know, this is the problem. I don't think it should be because your mom needs to go to the doctor. I think it's because we need to get more curious about what's under our hood. You know, if we don't know how your brain works, wow, that's a little scary that you've lived as long as you have, Greg. I mean, I don't mean to say anything, but you, you know, you're comparable to me. You're in your 60s. And you still don't know how this thing works that runs everything. Is that right? Well, I have some basic knowledge that I know oh. that when it's not working, that I'm kind how of hooked. Okay, now that's not true <laughs> because you've worked with us. How did you learn that stuff? How did you learn what was where in your brain? Well, basically by Tipa repeating some rhythms. and. <laughs> so was it rocket science? Did you it have to was become not... a neurosurgeon? No, no. I have a basic knowledge. Well, okay, better than basic. Yeah, because, you mm -hmm. know, being the curious types. Mm. So this is something that I can learn in. Am I going to have to devote? Like, I'm not going to have to sign up for community college or anything else. No what can, I, what can I do? So, what, you know. Yeah. So we have some very basic things. I mean, there's a really short clip on our website talking about brains and brain change. Like, what does your brain do? But we also have a, a book that's been out for a bit. It's called Understanding the Changing Brain. And if you if you go there, you know, and read a chapter, think about it. I mean, they aren't really long or in-depth chapters. 
they're very practical things and they take you through the brain and what does it do and what does it look like when it changes that would give you at least a basic appreciation we have webinars we have recorded content i mean we we spend a lot of time trying to help translate this we even have videos about frontal temporal types of dementia um and we've done we've done whole uh, conferences on different dementias because we believe that everyone deserves to understand how brains work and how they change when somebody's developing something. So we get better at assessing instead of assuming, and we can have conversations that make sense. Even people living with dementia can be part of this conversation and should be part of this conversation um, if we don't wait too long for them to participate. Deepa, if somebody wants to organize bringing a TIPA into town or one of the team members, it's not that hard. They can get in touch with somebody and find out, you know, what it involves or facilities. We would encourage them to, you know, by all means, contact your group because you you try and make it as accessible and affordable and everything as you can for people. We do. And we have, again, we, we do things like for care partners, for family members, we have a care partner support series where you can learn about this stuff a bite at a time with other members, other groups, and you can bring your whole family to that. Um, we try really hard to have a variety of ways people can get what they need because we know people are different and their needs are different and their, their resources are different. And our goal is to serve as well as we can to get this care to be the best care it can be for all of us. Deepa, thank you very much. Thanks, Greg. You've been listening to the Dementia Care Partners podcast brought to you by Positive Approach to Care. For more information, deepasnow.com.